relationships really are the lifeblood of your business. So if you aren't spending time consciously developing them, especially the relationship you have with your customers, you're not going to be in business long. So let's talk about it. Welcome to The Inspired Way, the podcast and leaders community for heart-centered women with a big vision and drive to make a difference in the world. This podcast is for you if you're ready to create rapid results and flow in your life, business, or career. I'm your host, CJ Rivard, with over 25 years in executive leadership. I bring practical business and leadership advice combined with personal growth strategies, energy alignment, and manifestation techniques to help conscious female leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs live their most expansive and abundant life. Join us weekly for actionable tips and insights from myself and the brilliant guest experts I interview to help you create aligned success. Visit theinspiredwave.com for more free resources and information. Now is the perfect time for you to take aligned action toward living your soul's purpose. And I'm so excited you're here. In the last episode, I outlined three different areas of your business where you want to be really intentional in building relationships. Now, the key word there is intentional because we're always in relationship, but most people are not intentional in developing them and nurturing them. And that's what's going to set you apart. Relationships are really what magnifies or amplifies the results that you want to have in your business. So focus on those relationships if you are ready to grow and really make your impact in the world. So the first area that most people think about, at least I hope they think about, are the clients and customers. So Even though most people think about this, especially when they're just getting started, it's really easy to get caught up after a while in the day-to-day operation and the hard work and the short staffing and the day-to-day grind and to forget about building those relationships. Maybe even once you have customers coming in the door, to take it a little bit for granted and That is where a lot of money is left on the table. So if you don't have a lot of competition, maybe you'll stay in business, but you're really not going to have the growth you probably want to see in your business if you're not nurturing those relationships. Now, of course, there are a lot of different types of business. So what I'm going to talk about today is common to every type of business, okay? Because I know that your business is unique, but there are things that are common because we all have customers or clients. So of course, if you're a solopreneur, you may have to look at this a little differently than someone who's running a large retail business or restaurant or you know a larger software company. But We all have these commonalities. We may just approach in a different way. We're always relationship building. So the first thing that I'm going to invite you to do is look for all the touch points where you're coming into contact or forming an impression with your customers. Now, keep in mind that contact may not be in person, whether you 
or a customer service rep. It may not be in person. It may be in print or online. Anywhere they're coming across you and your business, it may not even be information you've put out. Maybe it is a review on Yelp or TripAdvisor or something like that. Anywhere they come across your business and can form an opinion about it is a touch point. So I'm going to invite you, first of all, to brainstorm all of those touch points and then to drill down and see how you're doing in that particular area and how you can do better at developing your relationships in that area. And we're just going to cover a few of them today to give you an idea. But because of the type of business you're in, there may be additional touch points that I haven't touched on, touched on, or even thought about. So you start building a relationship the first time your prospect comes across your business. So as I said, it may be something you put out intentionally in your marketing, or it may be a review somebody else left, which we'll talk about more toward the end. But what you're putting out... So I just invite you to think about it. This goes beyond marketing, which I'm not going to really dig into today, your branding and your choice of words or whatever, you know, the logo for your sign, whatever you're putting out there. Yes, that all makes an impression and will start building that relationship because either it resonates with them and pulls them in or it doesn't. But the other thing I want you to consider is that if it's your business, your energy and the way you're thinking about that business and showing up every day is having an impact on the business and adding to the energy of the business, as do your employees. But you as the business owner, I want you to really think about this. You know, are you showing up enthused and having fun and playful and creative and enjoying this business you created? Because I'm assuming that's why you created it. Or are you getting mired down in the muck and the grind of the day to day? Because you know, you need to enjoy it. And then that energy will carry forward and it will spread with your team if you have one. But certainly the customers can sense that. So you're impacting their experience with your business in how you are showing up and how you're relating and interacting with the business, let alone with the customers. So think about that. What's your energy like? What are you projecting onto your business? And is it what you want your customers to feel, you know, and are you projecting the welcome that you want them to feel and the relationships that you want to build with them? The other thing I want to ask you to consider beyond, you know, the branding or the energy that you're putting out there, when someone is looking for your business, whether it's by name or just the service or product you have to deliver, how easy is it for them to find you? And this goes beyond SEO, which is search engine optimization on a, you know, online. Think about it in the physical realm as well. You know, are is it really clear how to find you when they come across your name to go and physically do business with you if you have a physical location? And once they find you, is it easy to find what they want and buy it? 
So this, you know, websites can get convoluted and some are easier to find your way around than others and to buy things. Some are easier than others. But then there's in person. Can people figure out what they want or do you have help easily attainable to help them find what they want? Do you rearrange your displays every other week so they come in as a returning customer and can't find what they want? Think about how easy it is for them to do what they're trying to do. And, you know, you can rearrange displays, but is it intuitive for them to find what they want or is there help that they need to find it? This is all part of building a relationship. And, you know, if you don't do it well from the beginning, it may be a very short-term relationship. It may not go anywhere. They may ditch you and run. Or if you nurture it and if you are being effective at every touch point and drawing them in and further down the line with your relationship, it could go on for years or even decades. So think about that because every touch point is nurturing or pushing away that potential customer. So once they find you, let's assume If you've been in business for a while, you may have heard that you want to acquire people's emails so that you can stay in touch with them. Frequently, people forget once you scramble and you work so hard to get the email, they forget to make the most of it and nurture that relationship. So what are you doing to improve that relationship over time? Or are you just randomly sending them something when you have a sale? So that may not turn them off, but it's not doing everything you probably could be doing to pull them into your world and make them a raving fan. And then once they become a customer, what are you doing with that? How well do they feel appreciated and like they want to come back to you time and time again or send their friends and family? You know, how have you done in continuing to develop that relationship? You don't want a transactional relationship where they come and they go and they forget about you. Because we've all heard the statistics that it's so much harder and more expensive to find that customer the first time than to keep them. That's another reason why relationship building is so important. You get them in the door and they make that first purchase. You want to pour all of your love and attention into maintaining and further developing that relationship. Maybe you have other things that they can purchase, or maybe you have a referral program or something like that. Think about it. You know, how can you make them from a transactional customer go to a raving fan? Another thing you want to think about is what do you have in place to receive input from them? Next thing I invite you to think about is do you have channels or how many channels do you have different ways for a customer or a client to provide feedback, especially if it's not 100% positive? And this is where I'm going with this. Not everyone is comfortable. Let's say you're a solopreneur, so you know, or you're a hands-on business owner and you're speaking to customers a lot. 
not everyone is going to be comfortable speaking to you directly about something that they're not happy about. So do you have other means like, you know, an online survey or even a hard copy, old fashioned paper survey, if you have a physical location that they could fill out anonymously to provide you with feedback that they might want to give, but they're a little timid about giving it directly. So that's something to think about and, you know, invite that input in however it can come to you. It's important to have. And that will help you. Of course, if it's anonymous, you can't deal with a specific situation to correct it, but you can look at your systems or staff, potential staff issues and correct things for future customer interactions. So again, you're always relationship building. I just want to end this by recapping the important areas that I want you to come away from this today thinking about. And it really will take a little thinking and maybe some brainstorming with your team. That would be great on how to do better in each area or where you might have a little wiggle room to do better. Number one, and this is the most important kind of overarching idea when it comes to customer or client relationships, they have a certain expectation. So of course, you have to deliver that, that product, that service, that level of customer service that they're expecting. But that's like a C grade. You know, that's like an average, okay, you did it, good, good for you. But how can you get the A? How can you be excellent in what you're providing so they remember you? Because just delivering what they expect is not going to make them remember you or recommend you or maybe even come back to you the next time they have that same or a similar need. So how can you exceed their expectations so that you take that customer and turn them into a raving fan and a loyal returning customer or client? That's what we all want. And even if you have a service that they won't use a second time, how many people do they know that they could refer to you if they have a stellar experience and you've developed that really great relationship with them? So exceeding expectations is on at any point in the customer journey is the name of the game. You want to look for those touch points so you can analyze each one of them. So look for both in-person and online if you have an in-person business, because you don't want to forget about all the print and the online and the different things that maybe you're not putting out but that exist like review sites. Think about all of those as your touch points and see how you're managing them and how you can do a better job. Ask for feedback is my third point, or be open to feedback and have multiple ways they can provide it so that any personality style can provide feedback if they would like to. But here's the thing. The only people that are going to really seek you out and do it without you asking are people that either had an outstanding stellar experience, which I hope happens all the time for you, 
or someone who has not had a good experience. And of course, you want to hear that feedback, but you're not going to hear those golden nuggets of, you know, yes, we did well, but you could be doing a little better somewhere. You're not going to hear that if you're not asking for it because they're not going to think or go out of their way to give it to you. So you need to be opening those channels intentionally. And then if I could go back for a moment to the idea of people who've not had a good experience, because I want to invite you to reframe how you think about this. I think most people, okay, so let me back up for a minute. You may or may not know I had, I don't know, maybe 30, maybe more years in hands-on customer service. I was in the hotel industry for a long time. So I'm really passionate about customer service. And I know that people, especially when they're new, so maybe this isn't you, maybe this is your team and you can train them this way. People want to avoid conflict. They don't want to hear anything bad that's happened because they're afraid probably that they'll get yelled at or they won't know what to say or they won't know how to deal with it. So this you know, maybe this is an area for growth for you. And most certainly, it's probably an area for growth and training with your team, because it's very natural for people to not want negative feedback. But here's the thing. If someone walks away unhappy, you're never going to have a chance to get that customer back or to do anything about it. And if they're really unhappy, they may go and leave a troll-like review online somewhere because they want to vent. If someone says something to you or, you know, to your team, to someone directly, they're opening the door for communication and for you to fix it, whatever that looks like. And definitely you want to invest in some training with your team because If someone's upset, they don't want to wait for it to go up three levels and someone to get permission to do something or talk to someone. That just gives them time to steam and get more upset. So you need to empower your team. But I really challenge you to welcome those opportunities as that, as opportunities to turn a situation around. And here's the thing, because we're talking about relationships and building and nurturing relationships. If you've done an okay job and someone comes and goes, they were a customer and maybe they'll come back or they won't come back, you know, maybe they'll be a repeat customer. Maybe they'll recommend you. It's hard to say. But if you had a little hiccup somewhere and you have an upset customer that you're able to turn around and make up for what happened and make them happy you have probably created a raving fan and a customer for life, truly, and someone who's going to refer their friends and family because that is exceptional. That's going to the next level. Granted, that first hiccup shouldn't have happened, but when you're able to turn those situations around, that is gold. So really look for and embrace those opportunities because you can really make some magic and some really strong customer relationships and raving fans that way. It's very exciting. And the last thing I wanted to point out, so asking for feedback is a little, it sounds similar, but it's a little different 
than asking for reviews because reviews are, you know, after the fact and they're public. So you want to get to people with hiccups and fix things before they go online and public. But if you have great experiences and happy customers, I hope you have something in place for you to actively and all the time ask for reviews. It doesn't matter what platform, wherever your customers are going to be looking. But think about it. If they don't know you and your business, most people are going to look to see what other people are saying. I know I would. Unless, now the real gold here is if I have a friend refer me to that business, it doesn't matter what kind of business it is. If I have someone who's had firsthand experience and recommends it, that's all I need to know. So that is golden when you're getting that word of mouth referral business. But you want the online reviews as well, because not everyone knows someone who's been to your business that can recommend it. So you want to get those reviews built up. So those people who are shopping around and they don't know you, but may want to, you meaning your business, so they have good social proof to convince them to give it a try. Everyone is looking for reviews these days. None of us take a leap of faith without those reviews or testimonials. So if you're just starting out, think about that. How quickly and where can you get reviews or testimonials going so that your potential customers can glean a little of what it's going to be like to purchase something from you? All right. I hope you found a pearl or two there today for you to think further into and help expand your current relationships. And as always, I want to invite you into our Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. Come in and let's talk about it. I'd love to hear your experience or your questions. And I may come back and answer them on another podcast. Thanks for listening and make it a fabulous day. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. And if you've enjoyed the show, please consider taking a quick minute to leave us a five-star review. It would go a long way toward others finding us. Make it a great day.